Welcome to Feel Good Sports. WBBL, <laughs> week five. It's getting to the pointy end of the season, Jen. Yeah, very much pointy. There have been some disappointing moments and some really, really tight finishes. Let's start with results. Okay, so we'll go back to Wednesday the 9th of November when the Brisbane Heat defeated the Perth Scorchers by 33 runs. That was at Lilac, so that was the last of the Perth-based round games. Thursday the 10th of November, the Renegades and the Sydney Sixers. No result because the rain. That's another thing that's featured this year, the rain. Friday's game was the Hurricanes taking on the Strikers and the Hurricanes won by 23 runs, which is what the Hurricanes needed to do to stay in touch with the top four. Then we went into the weekend's games and the Scorchers put on the massive four for 192, which I believe might be a record score of some capacity potentially for them. Anyway, making that up as I go along. That's what we do here for good sports. Renegades out for 88, so they won by 104 runs, the Scorchers. That's a smashing uh, Sydney Sixers and the Melbourne Stars. Sixers, 160. Stars, 115. So a big win to the Sixers there. The Heat and the Hurricanes. It was the Hurricanes winning by six wickets. So again, doing everything they need to do to get top four. Sunday, some thrillers. Scorchers versus the Sydney Sixers. The Sixers won by six wickets with zero balls remaining. The Renegades and the Stars. The Stars won by five wickets with zero balls remaining. Last ball thrillers. Thank you very much. Strikers in the Thunder, no result. Rain coming in again. Brisbane Heat and the Adelaide Strikers on the Monday. It was a heat by two runs in another thriller. Duckworth Lewis Stern featured in that one. And the Heat won by two runs again. Last ball thriller. Tuesday when we're recording. So right now, the Hurricanes and the Stars are going at it. And still to come today as well, Thunder and Renegades. It's been a big week. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Hurricanes. Gee whiz. So should we look at the the, the ladder then as well off the back of that? Okay, so speaking of the gee whiz Hurricanes, Mm -hmm. at time of recording last week, they were sitting in fifth with a couple of games to spare and they were threatening. But it was like, well, where will they go? This was a big moving week for them. So the Sydney Sixers have remained in first, just with one point lead over the Brisbane Heat in second. Hurricanes, gee whiz Hurricanes, up into third on 13. The Scorchers, who actually dropped out of the four at one point, back into the four now. They're on 13. Strikers on 13 in fifth. Stars in sixth. Renegades in seventh. And the Thunder in eight. So we really genuinely have a battle of five teams. A battle of, yeah, a battle of five teams. Can you tell me where we are at with games played though? Yeah, okay. Good question. So the Sixers still have three games to go. The Heat only have the two. The Hurricanes have four. Well, they're playing one right now. So, yeah, they've got four, including the game that's happening while we're recording. The Scorchers have two to go. The Strikers have two to go. Best place, the Hurricanes, because they've got an extra game to everyone else. And they've really turned a corner. They look really intentional for that fourth spot. Mm. Which I didn't see them You were sceptical even at last at last recording last week. Yeah, I still remain sceptical. I don't know what How? it is about Hurricanes. I just Far do. Far out. I know. And yet they've got, I mean, Mignon The Hurricanes Dupree, are your Elisa Healy. Yeah. <laughs> Mignon Dupree. Uh, Look, I get that I she smashed her. a century, but. <laughs> yeah, hey, Healy has obviously gone, she's got your face up on a little board on whatever change room she's coming to. Healy's never heard of to. me. No. <laughs> <laughs> she says, you know what? 
I don't care what anyone else in Australia or the world bitch. thinks, but that lane, <laughs> she doubts my consistency. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Um, She's given you two middle fingers in a salute. Where do we want to start with? <laughs> well, it, it was incredible. So heartbreaking, though. Do you know what? I was watching that live. Yeah. And then I don't remember what I was doing with my life at the time, but I had to leave my home for some reason. <laughs> and and we're off in the car and um, Michael's like, so how was the game? And I said, oh, yeah, in, the Scorchers just did an incredible job. Beth Mooney, great. Marazan Cap again, great. I just I think it's going to be such a task for the Sixers. I just don't think they're going to, don't think they're going to make it. <laughs> and then my mum sends me a text message going, oh, bad luck for the Scorchers. And you're like, how? I don't understand. No! <laughs> so have a quick review of this game, right? So Mooney, 75, not out. Oh, 51 delivery. She hits nine fours and two sixes. And you just mentioned Marazan Cap. So she went two 68 scores in a row and has not done – much with the bat at at all. She's been a blip this season so far with the bat and she went two really good um, scores in a row. I loved that the Scorchers social media played on the fact that you finally saw Marazan Cat with a smile. They just kept um, you know, putting up the picture of her actually getting her 50 and Beth Mooney, this is in the first <laughs> Beth one, Beth Mooney, Mooney goes lifting up the <laughs> bat for her. <laughs> And she does smile. Look, she does smile. So there's been like a pretty a sure that's because Beth Mooney walked up to her and said, "Mate, you've got to you've got to have a smile now." That's a fifty. <laughs> so they both, you know, four for one hundred and seventy six after their twenty overs. You're walking off, going, "Yeah, that's going to take some serious beating." And um, Healy said, "Hold my beer." Yeah, the Sixers started slow, real slow, real slow. I think they were only off. Oh, were they on like eleven after three overs, or yeah, the pa- like it was, it, yeah, and even at half halfway, I think they were only at about the runner ball, maybe just yeah. over it. I think it was pretty paltry. Yeah, I'm trying um, to remember back, but Healy, one hundred and seven not out off sixty four deliveries, twelve fours, four sixes, Perry forty eight off forty, Ash Gardner fourteen off five, <laughs> off five balls. The co- the nice thing is right. That's that's all of those players to a T, right? Elisa Healy, what you expect from her is a big innings in a really crunch match. That's what you're it? expecting. And that's what she did. And Ash Gardner, 14 of 5. That's what Ash Gardner does. She comes and takes takes wickets. She's been doing that, that too. too. Yeah. Um, she makes a lot of runs off not not a lot of balls. She's just she just doesn't waste a ball. Elise Perry, I don't know, she does what's needed. So Nicole Bolton with a very crucial one-off one mm-hmm. that brought Healy back onto strike on that last ball. Got to feel a little bit for Piper Cleary. If you watch back that last over, the sixes that Gardner hits off the start of that over, she just misses the Yorker delivery that she gets Gardner out on. Would you have played cricketers. Cleary for the last over? Um, oh, it's easy on reflection, but at the time I sort of thought I'd go spin. So like an Alana King. I assume she had overs left. I didn't even look she at did. that, actually. There you go. She had yep. bowled three, although she had gone for 31. Mm. So maybe that's why, um, because she's, you know, she's averaging 10 and over at that point. But I still... They needed the more than 10 and that, that over, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, they needed, like, 20. Hey, um, on Beth Mooney, before we finish up her stats, did you see the WBBL post on her WBBL career so far? Like so she's she gone over just... 4,000. Yeah. And so she's made more than 400 in every series so far. Yeah. Where, 
Is that is that the stat you're talking about? It's like hello consistency. Meet Beth Mooney. She now sits with you in the dictionary meaning. <laughs> yeah. She's she's my pick every time. Every Fair time. Pick. So first time. Anyway, every time. I saw that game and I went, Whoa. Yes, WBBL. What a great game. Oh. Even though the team I am more, much more attached to lost, I was like, cracking game. You don't, you don't really mind. This is going back to what I said in our last episode about the point of sport isn't winning, it's entertaining, right? It's, it's a serotonin boost, basically, for everyone involved. And so even though Scorchers are our team, mm. watching a match that good with the highs and lows, what it does to your brain chemistry is just incredible. So even though our team didn't win, as long as you don't have messed up preconceptions about what sport is supposed to do for you personally, I think as long as you're here for that genuine contest, that genuine serotonin boost, you're going to love it. A game like that is everything. That's the whole point. The second game, Renegade Stars. It's like, how can you this top is, the one before? How can you top six See, this is the thing, though. And it, it, every time we come back to the Renegades, it's just like, oh, they look dismal. And then they'll pull out a performance where you're oh. like, where'd that come from, I can get around you. Absolutely get around you. This one, I felt for them. This is what I texted my mum after she was like, bad luck, Scorchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, look, you just, you just can't count on anything with Elisa Healy around because – Consistency, not the word I'd use for Elisa Healy. Deeply, deeply unpredictable and unpredictable in the way of making an abs- making a ton in a 2020 match. And it's doing something that should be harder than getting right. consistently 30s but I and 40s. Think, I think Annabelle Sutherland. Mm. What I, a I'm, year she's having. She, you just, yeah, far out, she's good. And I feel far like. Far out, there it is again. <laughs> I feel like every time I watch her, she's a bit better than the last time I saw her, even though I watched her play a game a week ago. Yeah. Is she, is she really getting better at such a rate? And I said this, I think, at the beginning of the season, how good to see where she's going to be at, particularly with with some of the injuries that we've seen in the last round particularly. Um, she's going to be so crucial for the T20 World Cup. Oh, so, yeah, couldn't agree with you more. And but that she's game... A, yeah, Absolutely. What's <laughs> gee whiz, far out. Let's give me a little rundown oh, of the game so okay. that we can so, talk specifics. The Renegades make eight for 148. Adapadu and Matthews, their internationals, don't fire. Josie Dooley, 54 or 46. Well done, you. Molyneux doesn't fire, gets a duck. Webb, 24. So it's like, you know, they, they just contribute. Sarah Coit towards the end, 15 off six balls. So yay. And, and hitting two sixes, mind you. Can I say Big as well? Yay. Sarah Coy is quickly becoming one of my favourite players. Do you, do you just see her as Tony Collette every time? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> Tony Collette playing cricket. Love it. <laughs> she's taken a couple of screamers that I've really liked. Great fielder. When she bowls, she's, I don't know, she just takes wickets at really crucial moments. Those two sixes, I was just like, what can you not do? Has anyone thought about just popping some gloves on her and sticking her behind the wickets because surely no doubt she can do that surely I'm pretty sure in fact through her indoor cricket career that she probably was one of the people that took the gloves when the keeper has to bowl in indoor cricket so yeah the I'd keeper say- has to bowl okay yeah. <laughs> this is a conversation for another time she's such a classy cricketer she's playing really well in a team that is going nowhere right now that's a gutting thing to experience right yeah they've really lucked out on how their internationals coming through played out. It's a big challenge. Sutherland took three for in that game and then in the chase, 
the Renegades probably had it, really. They seemed to be controlling things. It got down to that last over. So end of the 19th over, it just went for the six runs. So Ishmael did a great job. The Stars were on 126. They needed 23 from six balls. You're banking in the bowling team at that point. Molyneux has an over to spare. The skipper, left Ooh. arm spinner. I just brought up the idea of slow bowling, yeah. make them earn it. Oh, And while she's not me. been phenomenal on, with her batting, she's been pretty consistent with oh, her bowling this yeah. season. Yeah, exactly. Two, first ball. And then six, six, great shots from Sutherland. Great shots. The second six, so third ball of that over, as Molyneux bowls it, comes through no follow through. Her knee just goes, do you know what? No more of that. And her ACL snaps. Are you right, <clears throat> cricket gods? Give me a spell. She had a great season in the 100. She had a great 100. Her batting's not been there, but her bowling has been cracking this season of the WBBL. She's got some momentum. Got the chance to win it for a team. Yes, Sutherland's gone six. Okay, she's just hit me for another six right at that point, and she has to go off. And so Preston has to come on and bowl. As she's essentially being carried off the ground, she's doing her job as a captain, even though she can't bowl out the over and the innings. While you can tell that she's trying to hold back tears and like grimace through pain, she's still just doing her job. I don't know what it is with. Molyneux and Wareham and Vlamic, the three who are great friends, there seems to be some unwritten Bermuda Triangle or something that surrounds them that says, you cannot be fit and healthy at the same time, all three of you. We Gosh, wish you isn't all the this, best. This is the terrible thing, though. This is the cost, really, of being a professional athlete. Inherent risk playing yeah. sport, of course. The terrible thing for Molyneux is I think she's on her third in a row. Yeah, there's just been stuff. She just keeps getting stopped in her momentum yeah. of being a cricketer definitely so I feel massively for her Redmayne in the Wednesday game scorches v heat she's batting she looked to have done something because we noticed some stuff while she was running that we're like oh she looks a little bit lame a little bit proppy and then she whacks this four one bounce over mid off one bounce four runs so oh, okay proves me wrong she might be okay and just just walks, walks off. off goes yeah. straight off um Dr Redmayne's like nope I'm no good so she's done a hammy and you think about the landscape of Australian cricket at the moment with opportunities with Haynes and Lanning and we were talking about Redders and, you know, look at her putting herself up there Now's once the again. Oh, yep. get stuffed. Two phenomenal cricketers having pretty good seasons in their own rights. That's it, just mm-hmm. done. A hamstring and an ACL. We were texting this morning before you headed over to talk about what we are Good to talk about injuries and you rocked up and told me Tess Flintoff, Freddie Flintoff, one of the other faves that have sort of come out of the season with some of the stuff she's been able to do. And I did some big swears. That doesn't make us feel good. What makes us feel good? Well. Oh <laughs> all right, one more on injuries. Okay, go. Um Beth Mooney <laughs> uh Beth Mooney's ramp shot right into Elisa Healy's ribs. <laughs> and you can hear Elisa Healy on the mic just going, oh, I really dislike you right now. As Moons runs down the other end. It was my favourite moment of the whole round. I really dislike you now. That's excellent. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> that is excellent. Now, you sent me a text throughout Hilarious. the week. Oh, yeah. 
What did I say? Uh, does being a wicketkeeper make you a better batter? What do you think? If I knew, Jen, I wouldn't have asked oh, you the question. You might have a thought. You're a wicketkeeper. Well, you should so. know. I think so. Oh, here she is tooting her own horn as a batter as well. <laughs> I've never – put it this way. I've never understood where there's been keepers who are nuffies with the bat, who can't bat. Like we have the same view. We're, we, yeah. we, we literally – if we keep for 50 overs or 20 overs, we've literally been watching all the cues you can get throughout the game. And I don't know. But it's, it's still – it is a completely different discipline. You've got to train it in a different way. But, I mean, Adam Gilkish changed the game for wicketkeeper batters and made yeah. everyone be like – Wicket keepers need to be able to be a top six batter in their own right. Before that, maybe it wasn't as big a deal. But you could just be a wicket keeper. You could just be a damn good wicket keeper. Just got- now, you want to be an excellent wicket keeper. But it'd be great if you can also bat in the top. Well, we'd love you to be an opener. I also think if you're going to use the term all rounder, I feel like that person also has to be able to be a standing wicket keeper because if you're going to be an all rounder, you have to do all of the things. Well, that's I've always argued that wicket keepers are an all rounder because if we, we say an all rounder is a batter bowler, so two disciplines. I'm saying all three, the, all, th- all three disciplines, and okay. and general fielding. All right. So who have I? Se- so I know that I've seen Nicole Bolton keep, and we know she bowls and she bats, so she can be an all rounder. Yeah, and she's cracking in the field. Also, quadruple threat. I'm going to say all four. All four. Right. Beth Mooney, I don't know whether I've ever seen her bowl. I'm I'm (laughs) going to suggest knowing nothing about it, surely. (laughs) Most wicketkeepers are very fun in the nets as bowlers because they've just like freedom. Have a great time. They'll bowl seam up for a bit. They'll bowl spin for a bit. Usually won't charge in off the real long run because why would you? That's a long way to have to run um and most will like you know the batter is always out when the keeper's got the ball in hand <laughs> this is the other thing that i've noticed with wicket keepers all commentators used to be wicket keepers like all of them chatty bunch yeah you just like to talk don't you <laughs> <laughs> opinionated so, too i think might be I where it comes from <laughs> what's the point of a quiet wicket keeper honestly have you ever met a quiet wicket keeper redmayne is Probably the quietest one. Her and Dooley are probably the quietest ones out there. McFarlane's pretty quiet as well. But then, like, in terms of others, um, like Pro- Julia Price was always very quick-witted and dry when she was keeping. Leonie Coleman was quite clever. Uh, yeah, there's been some some funny ones. Just on terms of chat, yeah. who do you least want behind you? Oh, Pricey. Yeah, Julia Price was she, <laughs> she's quite barbed. Yeah, okay. Was, yeah. Sharp. All right. Um <laughs> Thank Good you. wicket-keeping chats. Let's talk about what the next week looks like as quickly as we can so we can wrap it up. Stars-Hurricanes on Wednesday. Hmm. Hurricanes need to win it to stay up there. Sixes v Heat, that's got big playing out in regards to who might get to host and go straight through to the grand final. If you look at the strikers sitting in fifth and the Scorchers and the Hurricanes, so three to five, all on 13... The Scorchers and the Strikers only have two games left, so they can't afford to drop any of those, I don't reckon. Before we do wrap it up, congratulations to Aussie Matthew Mott, who is coach of the English men's team, who went on to win the Men's World Cup. So he now has, as coach, the T20 Women's World Cup and the T20 Men's World Cup all in the same luck. He's pretty impressive. Yeah. His coaching career is pretty impressive. Not bad. And one other one for you, not cricket-specific but a past cricketer in Jess Cameron who we've brought up before on the pod because I was congratulating her on her retirement from Hawthorne AFLW. 
Absolutely. Now, Jess Cameron, before you came back into the fold of being a, a cricket lover and a women's cricket lover specifically, had a, an amazing year for the Renegades. Okay. So good, in fact, that she was back in the conversation of let's pick her in the Australian A tour that's coming up with a real look at she could force her way back into the Australian setup here. Only to, and I'm paraphrasing and dramatising a little bit, only for her to have to tell the selectors, we've got to keep it on the quiet, but I'm pregnant. So don't select me in any of those things. I'm going to finish off this WBBL season and go off and have my first child. And so everyone's like, how is she not in the conversation? She's got to be in the conversation. Then announcement comes out and everyone's like, fair enough. Okay. But still, wow, you played a WBBL season pregnant. Wow. Retires from AFLW. Pregnant. Pregnancy announcement. Second bub on the way. Has played an AFLW season pregnant. Wow. Look, if Serena Williams has taught us anything, it's that women are bulletproof. How good. <laughs> Just incredible. Just well say. done, Jess Cameron. As someone who recently did a pregnancy, uh, hard pass from me. <laughs> when we get to ch- chat next, it'll all be about finals. Far out. It's going to be huge. That's oh, it from us. Laters. Laters. <laughs>